Welcome to the podcast, Just Saying. My name is Joe McCormick. I'm your host. In this week's episode, I'm going to make a disclaimer on disclaimers. If you're new to the podcast, I'm really happy that you're here. We're here to talk about raising your game when it comes to communicating, becoming an elite communicator. As you may know, I've written a book called Brief, which is all about being clear and concise. And I've also written a book called Noise, which is about managing the distractions and the disruptions in your world. And those books relate to each other because if you're not a clear and concise communicator, you can create noise for people. And disclaimers are an issue and an opportunity. And we're going to dive into those today. Um, This episode, just as many of episodes, um, occurred to me as I'm observing people as they communicate. And it's not something that bothers me. It's actually pretty cool. So when I watch people, how they communicate, you see what really works and what doesn't. And most people don't observe that way. I do. It's what I do for a living. And I'm trying to help you too. So this disclaimer on disclaimers is really driven by um, a tendency that I think many people have to um, make them thoughtlessly. They don't even think about it and they say it as an opener. You know, the, the things that people say before they start talking as a disclaimer. And it reminds me of an episode of Letterkenny, which is a Canadian comedy show. Take a listen. Can I be honest with you guys for a sec? Oh, careful, Derry. That suggests everything you've said up until now has been a lie. And you've said lots of things. Like when someone starts a sentence with, don't take this the wrong way. Guess what? I already did. Yeah, same thing. If people start a sentence by saying, you're going to hate me for saying this, guess what? I already do. Or when people start a sentence by saying, you're not going to want to hear this. Guess what? I already don't. No, it's just an observation. I'm curious as to know why you thought it required a preface. Well, because I'm aware of how it might sound. Quit beating around the bush, Derry. Yeah, Derry, I don't remember you being such around the bush beater. Well, fine. Now I'm not even going to say it. Say it! That's so funny and so true. We do it, and we don't even realize we do it. And people do it all the time. The first thing I want you to think about is the risk that you do, that you, that you run if you, if you do it thoughtlessly. We've, in, previous episode, in a previous episode, we just talked about the elusive 600. And, and the idea here is that if you're not familiar with the term, it's the, the speed of your brain. So your brain is processing 750 words per minute consciously and subconsciously. People talk at a rate of about 150 words per minute verbally. And what we say triggers people's mind in positive and negative ways. Poor disclaimers, unintended disclaimers like this immediately affect how I listen. And that's why that's funny. But the thing about humor is it's also true. And I want to talk about the power of disclaimers And this may, my disclaimer here is that this may make you feel self-aware. It may make you change the way you communicate. It may change the way you hear people. Good, because it's supposed to. That's my disclaimer. Now, if you look at this, what's driving you in this area is it's the first thing that you say before you say everything else or the first thing you read before you read everything else. So what comes out of your mouth needs to be really carefully considered. Now, it may be misleading, but it may be needed. 
be sure you know first before saying it. Okay, so it does trigger the elusive 600. Now, in doing this episode and thinking about this, which I do, preparing and getting my head wrapped around this, um, I did some research, just some examples of, uh, of disclaimers. Right? The views expressed in this article are solely those of the author and not necessarily reflect the opinions of the publication. You get legal disclaimers, which are this product is not intended to diagnose, treat, or cure, or prevent any disease. Please consult with a healthcare professional before using the product. The website is for informational purposes only, does not constitute legal advice. Please consult with an attorney for legal advice specific to your situation, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now, many of these disclaimers are legal in nature. They're trying to protect somebody or something, people from doing something inadvertent. And that's all good. And if you look at, if you listen to like car commercials, they'll do disclaimers, but they're trying to fit them and they say them really fast, which is unfortunate because you can't hear the disclaimer, but they legally have said it. So they, they're, they're covering themselves from liability. And though they've checked the box, I haven't really heard the disclaimer. I need to know what the disclaimer is before I listen because it, it will affect my listening. So there are good dis- disclaimers and they need to, to, to be qualifying. One of the the things that inspired me to to record this episode was a colleague of mine was doing um, a program on QuietWorks, and he was doing a kickoff Zoom call with participants in this Teams program. And during this kickoff, he um, talked about what I just call brain mechanics or how the brain performs or like brain performance mechanics or whatever whatever you might call it. like the like the way the brain works and he starts talking about theta waves and beta waves and and all these different things about the brain and I know him he's a colleague I've worked together we've worked together for many years and so when he gave the disclaimer the disclaimer was very helpful to qualify where the research came from because he's pulling in some pretty heavy neuroscience into a conversation about quiet in the brain and how you wake up in the morning and what your brain does during the day. Well, that disclaimer became very, very important to his explanation. Why? Because if he didn't make it carefully and clearly, it would it would have had opened him up to an entire secondary conversation around where did the research come from? Is it true? Um, and then none of which he really, really knows because he's not a neuroscientist. So his disclaimer worked because he he said, I talked to several people at a university and I did research and I explained this to them and they said it's basically true. And then he, so, but please know that I'm not a neuroscientist. I've not done extensive research on this and it's based on my reading as a, as, as a citizen not as a specialist. Now that disclaimer gave him the permission, the qualification to be able to talk about the topic and the person listening to him, if they wanted to challenge the research, he's already pre-qualified it. Now, you can do this and you're still not immune from people asking you questions or or diving deeper. So don't think that it would make you entirely immune from, from further inquiry, more questions, et cetera. So if you're giving a presentation on topic and you're not the expert, your disclaimer might be, I'm not an expert in this field, but I've done research. That doesn't mean they're not going to ask you more questions and, and, and challenge you, but it may qualify how they listen to you. Just a few moments ago, I talked about something called the Elusive 600. And in a previous episode, um, 
uh, a, a friend of mine, uh, a collaborator of mine, Sharon Ellis, shared this with me more than a decade ago. Now, the research on the processing speed of the brain and 750 words per minute and 150 words per minute are generally based on research, but that research is fairly general. And you start getting into like how many words are in the subconscious for the subconscious. I don't know. And I've often used the disclaimer that this came from an expert. And it basically generally describes how the brain goes faster than people talk. Well, if I didn't provide a disclaimer, people may start asking me, well, how do you know this is true? Or can, what about, what about you know, when people talk slower or people are smarter? All of which are valid questions. But the disclaimer somehow protects you from opening up another can of words or going down a rabbit hole. Good example of using disclaimers. Now, there's funny ones too. Like if you look at the episode we just listened to, they're, um, you know, the prefaces which are unintentional, which are really, really dangerous, and you don't even know that you're doing them. Like, I don't mean to be ugly, or, you know, you're probably going to disagree. You're probably going to say no. You're probably going to kill me when I say this. Um, and, and I just did some research on funny disclaimers, which is, you know, warning, this product may contain traces of nuts, gluten, and happiness. You know, so you, you've got to be careful. So here's a couple things to think about when you're thinking about disclaimers. Number one is be aware that this is your opening line. Be aware of your audience. Be aware of the power of it to trigger the elusive 600. Be aware of how it's going to change their listening. Don't be unaware. Don't say things thoughtlessly, casually, or accidentally. Be, be aware. Second thing, realize that they can be one or the another for somebody. They can be incredibly useful because they change how I listen. They change how I consume. They change how I read. They can also be harmful. They can distract. They can change the person's listening. They can change the direction of a conversation entirely. So be, be, they can, you know, be, be aware that they can be useful or harmful. They can be intentional. I'm saying this for a reason, and I, and I can defend that. Like, I am giving you the disclaimer because I am not a lawyer, and this is not legal advice. It's just general personal advice. Okay, got it. So you can't say that I'm liable. But it could be accidental. I, I, I don't have a disclaimer. I just casually say, well, this is, and then I say something, and a person takes it, and they follow my advice, and they're like, all right, well, there might be some liability there. So it could be very accidental, and I'm being harmful. It could help clarify and qualify a conversation, but if done poorly, it can confuse people. And it's all unintended. So you really need to be aware, how am I using it? When am I using it? And why am I using it? What I'd like you to do is, over the next few days, few weeks, just start noticing when you're talking to people how they use disclaimers, when they're using them effectively, when they're using them casually. And, and I want you to observe like how you, as the listener, are affected one way or another. The, the power of a disclaimer can be incredible, but can also be incredibly bad. <laughs> so you're, 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 you're in a domain where it's the opening salvo of a conversation that sets the tone and the direction of the conversation. 
And it can be and really should be helpful to you, helpful to them, but not harmful is, is, my, is my guidance. So that's my disclaimer. Say it if it will help. Don't if it won't. Just saying.